Hello and welcome to Economics of Learning. I'm your host, Dr. Don Killingbeck, and I'm here with Scott Fritz. Scott is an insider for the health insurance uh, industry, and he's going to share some important information with us. Scott, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, thank you, Don. Um, yeah, my name is Scott Fritz. I've been working in the public sector, primarily schools, uh, when it comes to employee benefits, consulting, healthcare, for over 15 years now. And so, enjoyed that, enjoyed working with the schools and trying to bring them solutions that, that meet their needs. Well, fantastic. Scott, how do you do that? You talk about you know working in the health industry, helping schools meet their needs. What are some things that you should you know kind of disclose like how do you how do you work in the field like that yeah so um, specifically here in Michigan we have public act 106 where everybody has to bid their insurance out um, every three years so what we're able to do is uh, be agnostic and go out to the marketplace we're able to look at different carriers but uh, the primary focus is really sitting down with the administration sometimes a negotiations team or an insurance committee task force and finding out what are your goals what are your objectives um, and so we're able to look at the market, sit down and provide education. So I really look at my role as if we do it right, we're bringing solutions back to the table and we're actually letting the employees pick the path that they wanna go based on the benefits, based on their needs. So you look at identifying cafeteria plans. So they, you know, one, one plan doesn't fit everybody's needs. So maybe it's a health savings account, maybe it's a traditional plan, maybe it's an HMO, maybe it's a PPO. Maybe it's self-funded. Again, there's a lot of these different things depending on the group and what they want to do that, that needs to be evaluated. So there's a process that we go through. Well, you know, you kind of describe what sounds like when I go out to eat. Uh, you know, when, when we go out to eat, you know, we get a menu and we kind of look at that menu and decide what we're interested in. And, and that's kind of what you're describing is you come into an organization, whether it be a, do you just service schools or do you service other industries? So NIS has been around for 54 years and we're represented in 29 states. My focus here is in Michigan, where we, we work with over 160 different municipalities and public schools statewide for over 30 years now. And so... That's my focus, is gonna be public schools and our organizations and our service team. And so we understand those needs. So yeah, essentially our goal is, is what do you wanna to eat today? Is it gonna be Italian, right? Is it gonna be sushi? What do we want? But you have the menu, but you gotta understand the people's appetites if we're going back to that one, um, analogy of menu. And we lay it out in front of them. And they need to understand the differences. One carrier may treat a certain condition or a certain prescription drug a different way so it's up to you so we really need to educate you on that menu and you get to, you get to choose so scott why should anybody really care about health insurance costs well health insurance costs i mean health insurance is a very intimate it's a very personal it's a very emotional decision for for your staff for anybody's staff that's out there because what my needs are for my family of five are different than a, a single parent or maybe you know an empty nester couple so they should really care about that because costs will impact them at the end of the day. Specifically to public schools here in Michigan, we have 152, Public Act 152. So there's a cost, that the max that a school district can pay for that. So benefits are gonna be very similar depending on the carriers. Now it comes back to what do you want? And so there's opportunities for you to save dollars and still receive very quality, you know, high level, high level or quality care. Um, one thing I like to say a lot of times is, public schools are funded by the state, right? And so you're only given so much money. So that pie that you have to give to your staff is only so big. And that staff gets to choose how much of that pie they want to allocate 
to their salary or to their health care costs. So if we can if we can find a smaller piece of pie on health care, that, that affords them more discretionary or more disposable income. So we can pay somebody from district down the road, comes to your district or a neighboring district, and be a similar salary, but they could have four, six, eight thousand dollars more discretionary income just based on how you manage your health care program and see no disruption in their service. That's pretty uh, pretty powerful way to look at this. You know, that healthcare, you know, obviously it's dollars back in staff's pockets, it's dollars to programming, to materials, all sorts of things that can benefit from wisely managing that program. So how does one go about saving money and redirecting? What are some ideas? You know, this is an industry that in in my 25 plus years in education, I think about what it was when I arrived in my first job and, and, and you got my first insurance card to five, six carriers later to what the program is today. I'll just self-disclose, you know, we actually don't do business with you right now. And so, but we are, you know, I'm currently uh, administering an HSA plan for our staff. Um, but I know there's a lot of things out there cutting edge, Scott, you always seem to be on the cutting edge of the industry. And that's why we have you today here on Economics of Learning. What are some ways that organizations are going about saving money and being able to redirect today? Um, so depending on the size of the organization, so self-funding is, is a big topic that people, uh, districts that you know have more than 100 or 200 employees total or greater, you can look at ways of carving out prescription drugs. There's a couple groups that we work with where we're able to carve out specific specialty medications that they get uh, shipped to their house at no cost to the member. It reduces the spend on the plan by $60,000-$80,000 a year. So there's, there's creative ways you can look at it. The key is, is you have to have access to your data. So whether you're with Mesa, you're with Blue Cross, HAP, McLaren, Party Health, or currently self-funded, getting that data and then working with somebody, a consultant that can actually evaluate that data will tell you what you can do because you can find ways to help bring um, solutions on the pharmacy side. You can do things where you can partner with where I need a knee done. So we're going to find the best knee surgeon and specialist that's out of state. We're going to fully fund you to go there versus spending time here going to four or five providers in state trying to figure out what's going on. So you can get very, very creative um, with a lot of different solutions. It really will depend on the school district themselves and how big they are and some of their tolerances. So, so you mentioned 100 and 200. Is, is there a certain window uh, where under 100 employees you can't get the data, over 100 employees? No, usually over 50. If you have to 50 or more, you 50. can get it. If you're under 50, you're a small group and there's no rules to um, to have you get access to your data. But usually, like for insurance purposes, the larger number you have, the more you have to spread your risk over. So one large claim won't impact you as badly, right? If I have 75 people and I have two people that have a traumatic event this year, then that's gonna impact you more than maybe if we had 700 people and we have the same two people. Because we're insurance companies or how you're setting up your program, they have more dollars to spread that risk. Was it accurate? What I've heard in the past is insurance companies are not so much adverse to traumatic events, you know, because it's that's kind of a roll of the die, as much as they are concerned about long-term, high-cost maintenance type drugs. Yeah, so you're talking um, shock losses, which would mm -hmm. be that traumatic event, 
um, or frequency. So yeah, they're going to look at frequency and the dollar of the frequencies. So it's something going to be a long-term situation. Somebody that maybe has a cancer diagnosis, for example, is that going to be something that plays out for a long time? So those are all considerations. And again, the data that we have that we can access will tell the, the, tell the true story for people. And, and help make more informed, better decisions. Correct. So, Scott, any parting advice? What would you, how would you advise, you know, if you just give one piece of advice to a school leader somewhere making decisions about healthcare, uh, what would that one piece of advice be? One piece of advice would be is find somebody that has experience that understands public schools or understands your business. If you're not in a public school, understand your business and what you do. Because um, there's a lot of little details to understand the staff, the employees that you serve, and find a consultant. Find somebody that can look at your data, sit down with you, and you kind of interview them. What can you provide us? What, how, what's your approach to this um, insurance? How are you going to shop the market? How are you going to bring it back? What are the value adds? So I would say look at that. Look at it regularly. Like every year, every other year at least, I know there's a ton of things on your plates um, with COVID, everything else, student achievement, everything that, that schools have going on, don't overlook this piece. Just because things are currently running okay doesn't mean that it can't get better. You know, find the right partner that can take this off of your plate for you and can evaluate it and bring you back some real data and some real recommendations. I really like that. In fact, you know, we're fortunate enough where I'm at, we have a, uh, a health committee where our staff is involved and reviews and looks at this and constantly tries to make sure that we're making the, the right decisions. Uh, Scott, how would somebody, because there's people listening today and they want to know how to get a hold of you. They're, they're, they might think like, hey, that guy might be our consultant, our advisor. How would somebody go about getting a hold of you? Yeah, the easy way to get a hold of me is email, which is just sfritz at nisbenefits.com or even on my cell phone. My cell phone number is 517-410-9555. So those are the two easiest ways. Uh, shoot me an email, text, give me a call on my phone, um, and if we can help you, great. You know, A lot of times we find out you're not gonna change anything that you're gonna do, or you like your current consultant or agent, um, maybe we can give you a couple, or I can give you a couple ideas to take back to them to try to implement. So if there's something we can do to help, well, fantastic. Scott, thank you for joining us today on Economics of Learning. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode as well.